This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. You know it better, Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. Got my man Harry Douglas over there. Freddie coming over here, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X Channel 80, and tune in. I'm still alive about that. You would not save Devin. Uh, then you have to go get tested if you did. Yeah, Devin yeah, came with our producers. better believe it. Ain't no mouth to mouth. It's straw to mouth. <laughs> We've gone from M to M to S to M, and then Harry get it tested for his own own sake as far as that goes. Always weighing anytime you want to triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Nice to have a special guest, someone that you know really, really well, one of the great receivers in the history of the NFL. Yeah, this is my brother from another mother, someone I have the utmost respect for. Um, his work ethic, the way he approached the game, uh, the way he is off of the football field. You never heard this young man get in any trouble. Uh, seven-time pro baller, two-time uh, all first-team all-pro. A guy that I think is a unicorn when it comes to the wide receiver position, my brother from another mother, Julio Jones. And, bro, I got to ask you, man, how is everything going? How's life? How you doing, man? Man, I'm excellent, man. Can't complain, man. Working out still. Um I have a farm out here in Douglasville, man. Just, you know, just enjoying it. Um, it's a beautiful thing. I come out here every day to do manual work. All in all, family good, everybody good. How your family, Harry? They doing good. They doing good. You know, we both had those kids, yes, my seven and four. So, you know, yeah. you know, daughter, daughter, <laughs> she an alpha female. So trying to get off my son's head every day is a, is a challenge. <laughs> you know, I, I already know. But that's how it is when they're young anyways. You know, the women mature a little earlier than the boys and everything else. And they, and they have their strength as well. Julio, this is the first show that Harry Delix and I are doing together, part of Freddie and Harry. I've known Harry for over three years. You played with him. What's something I need to Absolutely. know about him that you can actually share that I could probably oh, use damn. against him later don't on in the show? Don't you do it. Don't you do it, bro. Don't you. <laughs> hey, bro, I never, I you know, never you forgive you, bro. I never forgive you. Listen, you, you know you're my brother, right? <laughs> yes. So I would, never, I, would, I, would, I would never share that type of information. That's my dog. I would say you have a solid person with you. Yes. You know? Someone yes. that's going to be dependable, who's going to be there, and who has your back, one thousand percent. Okay, he, boy, he did not dime you out at all. That's my. That's, that's a true blue that's right what, there. That's what real family is for. <laughs> that's that's a what true real family blue. is for. That is a true. By the way, I, by the way, Julio Jones, I met you when you got drafted. And I was part of the NFL draft on ESPN Radio. And when you came okay. over, everybody said, you know, when you look at somebody, you know, the physical posing, they were like, oh, my <laughs> God, that guy's playing wide receiver in the National Football League. You could not have been more genuine and you could not have been more self-effacing. What was it like for you staying true to yourself? Because that league can really make you be different and act different. And that never, ever was the case with you, Julio, in the NFL. Um, just upbringing. Um, I, you know, my mom, she did a great job with me. Um, my community did a great job with me, embracing me, supporting me, um, my, my supporting cast. Just, I mean, my brother, um, Coach Saban, going to the University of Alabama, um, helped out tremendously. And then even when I got to the league, you know, I had, you know, guys like Harry Douglas, Ryder White, Eric Williams, Tony Gonzalez, these guys around me who was doing it before I got there and just showing me the ropes. You know, and we all just stayed love-headed. Nobody had an ego in the room. Everybody helped one another. And I just feel like, you know, that's just the way to be. And I, what I was doing already before that, it just even reassured me that people in this space that who was already in the league doing what I wanted to do and being where I wanted to be at, meaning having longevity, playing five, six years at the time when I had first gotten in the league. Tony, because I was probably 15, year 15, year 16 when I got to the league. Um, just being around these guys, man, just showing me, showing me the way. 
um, they really just kept me in that same groove, and I didn't have to change or do anything else to try to fit in. Bro, I got to ask you about wow. some of the wide receivers today because, you know, you have a lot of good ones out there. You look at Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. You know Devontae Adams going to be consistent. A.J. Brown, you was able to be with him in Tennessee and be right. that big brother towards him. You know, like me and Roddy was able right. to do for you. You got Stephon Diggs. Uh, you got Devontae Smith. When you look at this group, not you don't have to say just mm-hmm. one person. Who do you enjoy right. watching because of the way they play the game? Right. Oh, whew. I just you know like for me with these with the with the younger guys um and it's not really a part of their makeup it's the blocking you know aspect of it you know AJ gets in there and I, I had you know like you said ability to go out there and play with him and then I was fortunate enough to play with him at, at Tennessee but just going out there and just having that physicality you know it's, it's one thing as a receiver yeah we get we catch the ball we go out there we play makers we do this and that but like to just go out there and just say you know what if I don't get the ball and if I'm able to go out here and block and still have fun and help my team um, be victorious, I mean, it's, it's kind of rare to find uh, in that space. But I like watching all those guys, you know, to tell you the truth. It's like really one person don't really set themselves apart for, uh, for me because it's just like it's highlights. You know, I mean, you got to – whoever gets the ball. I mean, you name some tremendous receivers. Whoever gets the ball in their hands, I mean, they can take it to this and they can do whatever they – you know, whatever they want to do at that point. And, Freddie, I'm going to say this about Julio because I think this is something a lot of people don't know about him. Um, There were times in in games, and he's, you know, the most unselfish superstar I've ever been around in my life. There were times where he 100% probably shouldn't have been playing a game uh, because of certain things, but he knew that by him going out there, it's going to allow me to get one-on-one. Wow. It's going to allow the double team at times, you know, to be on him and probably not Roddy. And then there was times when me, what? him, and Hester was together, you know, him and Roddy going to get doubled and me and Hester going to get one-on-ones and we're going to eat. But that's just that's just a, a testament to his mindset. When he said earlier that in our meeting room it was no selfishness, we were playing New Orleans. Who, you remember this? We was at New Orleans. And yeah. it was a drive for us to go down and seal up, win the game. And I normally played in the slot. He played outside. But he got caught inside, and I was outside, and we called a screen. And our screens normally went to him. Right. And I was like, let's switch. Oh, yeah, switch. I had to block for and, you. And he was like, man, <laughs> was like, he, I'm going to tell you exactly what he said. He said, man, stay your ass out there. If you can't run the damn screen, <laughs> we, none of us should be out here right now. <laughs> no, no, for sure, for sure. So, so it's, it's little stuff nah, like that that I appreciate it from him that you don't see from superstars, though, on a normal basis. Wow. Wow. Great stuff by Julio Jones, seven-time Pro Bowl wide receiver, seven seasons of at least 1,000 yards receiving in the NFL, joining Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. You look at the game now in the National Football League, and in modern football, not only do you need dudes a quarterback, but they stop disrespecting the wide receiver position. What do you think about the way the game is now, especially with more of the rules aligned for the offense than when you got to the NFL, Julio, back in 2011? That was knocking you out. I mean, it wasn't no helmet to helmet. It wasn't no protecting you. It wasn't, I mean, any of that. But you had, I mean, times change. You know, we definitely got to go with the with the times and, like, the era that I played in. Like, I mean, it was a little brutal. You know, we had tour days. I mean, just everything all way around. Um, it's more of, like, it's a business now. I think, you know, the, the league is more of a business at the end of the day, which has always been, but it's, like, even more so leaning towards that. Uh, and let guys play. I just feel like, the, you know, the game of football, I mean, if you got it, you got it. Regardless if you're marketable, regardless if you go out here and do X, Y, Z, whatever it is, I just feel like everybody should have their, once you make it to that space of the league and have the opportunity, just go out there and flourish. You know, um, 
football is football, man. It's a gladiator sport. True. Like, you got yeah. to get hit in football. It's a lot. It's definitely a lot of protection out there. You know, and we want to protect people, but I, I just feel like with the league and what they have done is to, with the the right, um, with the uh, uniform regulations, everything for his hel- helmets, um, just all that stuff to protect guys for his TTEs, concussions, things like that. I mean, I think they did. They have done their part in that in that department. Um, but you know, you just got to let guys play because guys kind of feel like they don't know how to play the game of football anymore. It's such a great area in football now where guys can't really go out there and be themselves and, and, you know, do what got them there. So I think it's a lot of gray area. Even, Harry, towards, you know, when we was playing, it's just like it's, it's so much gray area. You don't know where yep. to hit, hit a guy at. Right. You know, I used to crack guys and knock guys out. Like, I used to, I loved it. But now it's considered a blindside block where you can't get hit a guy in the, you know, the head and neck area. It's just so many different spaces. It's a lot of gray, and it kind of slows you down in the game of football. Last one I got for you. When you look at Alabama and you look at receivers that have come out of Alabama, out of Alabama and mm-hmm. other quarterbacks, why are these guys so NFL ready as soon as they enter the National Football League and it doesn't take them, you know, two or three, four years to get going? You were one of those guys. You kind of started the trend what? at Bama when it came to those wide receivers. Uh, explain to the people why Alabama and their wide receivers are so pro-ready when they get to the National Football League. I didn't go to, you know, obviously, like you said, I went to Alabama. I didn't go to LSU and things like that. So I can't speak on all these other um, universities. But for me, and I see how the guys coming out of Alabama is just Coach Saban. Um, His ability to get you ready for just being able to see cover one, cover two at the snap of the ball because he's always moving his safeties around and things like that, Um, jump jamming, doubling, the star. I mean, just so many different techniques that that you're going to get when you get to the league. You know, it's a lot of guys that are, you know, um, that whole transition kind of messes them up. They don't they don't have good eyes, you know, in the league. They get caught up on, okay, I'm just running this route. Okay, but the safety's been changed. Now you done ran a completely different route. And also, too, man, just the mentorship Coach Saban has at the University of Alabama. Um, he makes you, you know, he just makes you a man at the end of the day. I mean, I can talk so much about, you know, the University of Alabama, what they did for me to prepare me to go into the league and just have that mindset. And like I said again, Harry, like, y'all helped me out so much. You know what I'm saying? Like, just with that whole transition, I had it. I knew I had it, and I knew where I was at and what I was going to do. But, like, for y'all to be a part of that for me, I mean, it was huge for me. Like, that whole transition, like, I think y'all helped that out, helped me out so much. And then, like, just giving those younger guys from Alabama to see me going to the league when they was, you know what I'm saying, they probably little kids to see me going to the league and have such success. It was like, hey, I'm going to Alabama and I'm doing what Julio did. But my success, too, was because of you guys, because y'all helped me out with that transition even more so. My Brody, you going to be at Alabama, Texas down there in, in, in the Lusa? Man, I, I'm going to try to make it down there, man. All right, I'm going to get on down to, there. Now, you, you might be mad at me, boy, because, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm probably going to hook him this weekend. Oh, Lord. Uh-huh. I that's, may hook him. Oh, boy. That's you heard great, what I said? That's a great way to end the friendship right there. I may hook him this what weekend. I may have my cowboy hat and everything oh, on game Lord. day. Man, he must, what, he, what, is he, what is he saying? Hey, hey Julio, Hello? Julio, he's your friend. He's just my co-host. <laughs> <laughs> that's my, that's my, hey, that's my brother. That's my brother. That's my, that's my brother. Listen, he, I'm going to respect he, his decision. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to respect his decision. <laughs> 
I knew he was gonna get me on that one. You <laughs> thought I'm be out of my hook. I'm hooking Where you going with your boots? I, I'm, I think I might wear my boots oh, too. Oh lord, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. He's going. He's going the whole 100. <laughs> oh man, they gonna uh, know he's not a fan. He had that. He had that pretender. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's a pretender, not a contender when it comes to that, huh, Julio? <laughs> hey, Julio, man, this is a blast, man. We can't wait to talk to you again soon. Enjoy your time, and thanks so much for joining us. And Freddie and Harry, you take care. All right, man. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate- Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Is it broke? Is it a good take? That's good. Great. Or a hot take? How hot? Red hot. Find out now. And you find out right now on Freddie and Harry. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us. Although I don't know if Harry Douglas is going to be having Julio Jones joining him anytime soon based on taking text with Alabama this weekend. But thanks for joining us here on ESPN Radio. It's both the ESPN app. Series XM Channel 80. Don't forget about some tune in and tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We start with DJ Reed, cornerback of the New York Jets, the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 Harry. I can't wait to hear your good take or hot take when it comes to how good the Jets defense can be in 2023. Honestly, I think we could be historical, not just the best defense in the league, but I think we could have an historical defense like the 85-86 Bears, like the LOB in 2013. I think we could be that dominant if we put all the things together and we just focus on the now and we're deliberate and everyone plays up to their potential. I think the sky's the limit for us. Is this a good take or a hot take? It's a hot take. It's a hot take. Anytime you try to compare yourself to a historical defense or a historical team without doing it first. And I understand he said we could be. Yeah. Uh, nah. Say that after the season, and mm-hmm. we will make that decision then. Yeah, it's not a good take or a hot take. It's an awful take. <laughs> and I'm a Jets fan, but, dude, you haven't done it. You're not Quinnen Williams. I like DJ Reed, good cornerback, <laughs> but you're not Sauce Gardner. If the dudes in the defense are saying that, you might sway me. Nothing is DJ Reed, terrific player. That's not a good take, a hot take. It's an awful take. 
by DJ Reed of how good the Jets defense can possibly be in 2023. Speaking of the Jets, Mike Tannenbaum used to work for that organization. He's now an ESPN and front, front office insider. When he was on Sportsman Like This Morning with Evan Cohen, Chris Candy, and Michelle Smallman, he gave his prediction who's going to win the NFC North. I got the Green Bay Packers. I'm always fascinated on how NFL teams comport themselves. And when the Jets were trying to sign Aaron Rodgers, you didn't see a contingency of the Green Bay Packers fly out to California and beg Aaron Rodgers, hey, we'll pay you $60 million a year. We're going to name it Rodgers Field at Lambeau Stadium. They knew what they had in Jordan Love. The quarterback is a developmental position. And I think by him seeing for a couple of years, what we see in the preseason is not a shock. And I think what happened was Green Bay, Green Bay made that decision in March and it was validated in August. And when you have eight first-round picks on the other side of the ball, I think this defense will be top 12, and I think the Packers win the division. Is this a good take or a hot take? This is a good take, and here's why. I picked the Detroit Lions to win this division, Mm -hmm. but if the Green Bay Packers, and it's not just Jordan Love, of course he has to do his job. But if that defense, like Mike T just mentioned, they have eight first-round draft picks and in in that side of the ball lives up to their capabilities, if that offensive line with Runyon, uh, Batiari, and Jenkins, if those guys stay healthy and they're consistent, if the running backs do their thing, if Matt LaFleur puts Jordan Love in a situation to be successful majority of the times, they can definitely win the division. But right now I have the Detroit Lions. But it's not far-fetched to say that Green Bay can actually take this thing over and win the NFC North. What he said, let's move on here on Good Take, Hot Take on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. <laughs> it would just be overkill. I hear exactly and I agree exactly with what you had to say. Speaking up on Sportsmanlike, Chris Canty, part of the group that joins us each and every morning on ESPN Radio from 6, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern time. He said, yeah, that tanking thing by the, Saint, by the Arizona Cardinals, excuse me, not exactly a bad thing. It's in the Cardinals' best interest that he doesn't play. If he can't pass a physical next March, the Cardinals are on the hook. For the mm-hmm. next three years of Kyler Murray's salary. 37, 29, 26. Yeah, it's a lot of money that you Guaranteed. don't want. It's Tell a lot of I money think. that you don't want to pay out to a guy that you're not sold on, especially if you can draft a quarterback like Caleb Williams, like Drake May at the top of this year's draft, and get him on a rookie wage scale. So to me, it just makes more sense that we don't see Kyler Murray on the field. Sometimes tanking ain't a bad thing. Good take, a hot take, what he said. It's a good take, and I've been saying this the entire time. Have I not, Dev? Yes, you that have. They're not going to put Kyler Murray out there on the football field mm-hmm. so he can open himself up to injury. Now the trade value is going to go down, and then they're going to be on the hook for the next three years as well. And on top of it, if I'm taking – Harry Louse just said it when we just had him on – it's not a bad thing if I'm taking for a guy like Caleb Williams, who mm. people keep mentioning Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and all these guys, and we're seeing what he's done uh, last year and also the way he started the year off in 2023. It's definitely a good take because you're the Cardinals. And by the way, your coach didn't help draft him. The GM there, not beholden to him. Kyle Murray's going to have the same thing happen to him. That happened to Josh Rosen. You know the head coach was with me in Louisville, Jonathan Gannon. Yeah. Jonathan Gannon right now is going to be Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury comes in, has a whole brand-new offense. So Josh Rosen can't run this offense. Draft Kyler Murray. That's exactly what they did. They weren't tanking, but it's a different principle looking for the same result. Moving on from the guy you have there now and getting the guy you really want in the NFL draft. Well, Clemson's not tanking, although the way they played last night losing to Duke, Clemson fans may not agree. Hell, I can't tell. <laughs> it's hard to find out if they're trying to find the next great quarterback recruit in the 2024 drafting class when it comes to college football. But Paul Feinbaum, Paul from the Paul Feinbaum show, he says that Clemson Tyson, that Clemson Tigers dynasty, excuse me, that is completely done. 
Dabo's dynasty is done. Uh, what else can anyone say, Greeny? It's, it's really been teetering for a couple of years, but what happened last night is simply unexplainable. This is now the third loss out of the last four games for Clemson, and, and quite frankly, I, I don't see any upside. And they, they didn't lose to a Florida State or a Notre Dame or an Alabama or a Georgia. They lost to Duke, which has a very good quarterback, a nice program, nice being the operative word. They have nowhere to go. And, and Dabo's nonsense after the game isn't going to impress anyone. Uh, this, this program is, is flatlining right now. Good take, a hot take from Paul. It's a good take. I think what we've seen from Clemson when they had Trevor Lawrence, a phenomenal generational talent, Deshaun Watson, phenomenal generational talent. I think what we've seen the last few years is the inconsistency from the quarterback position on right. top of the stubbornness from Dabo Sweeney. Because, see, that team, Florida State, that beat number five LSU, three people who are probably going to get drafted at a very high level on their team are transfers. But Dabo Sweeney doesn't want to go into the transfer portal. Uh, Arthur Blank wrote a book, Good Company. One of the pillars in the book, you have to innovate continuously. Dabo, if you're not innovating and everyone else in uh, coaching-wise is using the transfer portal and you are not, but you have guys transferring out of your program, you're going to be behind the eight ball. And, you, and what happened to you last night? Things like that are going to transpire. I'm going to say it's a hot take because I'm not really convinced that the Tigers are done when it comes to winning national championships or competing for national championships. Ooh. And I'm going to expand upon that. And I guarantee you, Harry Douglas will think I'm out of my rabbit behind mind. Uh-oh. This is Freddie and Harry. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, and ESPN 2. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Lost it again! And it's scooped up by the Blue Devils! Headed the other way, 20, 40, across midfield! And finally brought down as he got to the 30-yard line! More running right, chasing to the edge, inside the five. This is Duke football. This is what I envisioned Duke could be when I took this job. We're just weeks into this year, and the news is already nonstop. Two overseas wars, a presidential election already testing the democratic process, a former president in court. It can feel impossible to keep up with, but we can help. I'm Brad Milkey, the host of Start Here, the daily podcast from ABC News. Every morning, my team and I get you caught up on the day's news in a quick, straightforward way that's easy to understand. So kickstart your morning. Start smart with Start Here and ABC News, because staying informed shouldn't feel like a chore. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for being a part of it and allowing it to be a part of you. It is Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80. Tune in and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Is the Clemson Dynasty over? Harry and the FOS Friendly Show believe it. I'm not so sure. 
<gasps> I am appalled. Grasp the pearls. We'll let you know about that in a couple of minutes. But real quickly, breaking news according to Adam Schefter, ESPN NFL insider. He just reported about two minutes ago, give or take a lie or two. After the test today, the Chiefs, the Kansas City Chiefs believe that Travis Kelsey's AC is intact per a source. There's inflammation in his knee. They will test it again on Wednesday to determine if he's going to play Thursday night versus the Detroit Lions to kick off the NFL season, Harry. That's what Adam Schefter, ESPN NFL insider, said. <laughs> Why do you look at it? You just smell something bad. They're going to test it again Wednesday to see if he can go. <laughs> no, we need Travis Kelsey for the rest of the season. If, I, if I'm Kansas City, that's the way I'm thinking. They probably will. Like, if, if you know, if you hyperextend your knee and then they got to do ACL tests and this whole nine on, on, on a player like him uh-huh. of his caliber, right. then, okay, we're going to relax because we have a few days off after this Thursday night football game, and we're going to try to see if he's going to be ready for week two. And if he's not ready for week two, we're uh-huh. going to see if he's going to be ready for week three. Okay. So you're erring on the side of caution? Uh, 100%. Full disclosure, I completely agree with you. 17-game yeah. NFL season, and you get more than a week to rest that if it's a hyperextension, whatever that is. Uh, sometimes you don't need to have a pyrrhic victory in game one to kick off the season. Plus, you got number 15 in red. He'll find other people. You want to know the, the victory? In this whole thing, what? the ACL is intact. Absolutely. That's the victory. Yeah, and I'm sure Travis Kelsey's thinking, you know, I can do my shimmy and my shake. <laughs> I can sit out a week and root on guys and make yep. sure that I'm going to be as right as rain. So they're going to test the availability of the knee of Travis Kelsey, hyperextension practice. They're going to see if he can be available, but the ACL is intact. We don't know about his status for Thursday night's game versus Detroit, but Adam Sheff, the ESPN NFL insider, says that the ACL is intact. And they'll, see, they'll test on Wednesday see if he can play on Thursday. Meanwhile, it wasn't long ago, August 22nd to be exact, when a certain guy named Harry Douglas, previewing Duke versus Clemson, when he's on College Football Live, he had a warning, and I'm going to warn you, you should probably pay attention to him if you know it's good for you. Well, I think he has an opportunity to climb up draft boards. This is a guy that's 6'4", about 210 pounds, but a dual-threat quarterback. He led the Duke Blue Devils in rushing last season and actually scored 13 touchdowns. He took care of the football in a massive way for his team, and he was one of the main reasons why this team was able to go 9-4 and four last season. When I look at their first game of the year versus the Clemson Tigers, and I hope Clemson, uh, they better not sleep on Riley Leonard and the Duke Blue Devils because that's a game that I think – the best quarterback is Riley Leonard over what Clemson has on their side of things. So he's a guy that I think that can make tremendous strides at the quarterback position and actually have NFL scouts drooling over him after it's all said and done. Right, at that point, Clemson made sure they had to go to sleep, Look, go to sleep. And I'll say this. So we did a show, um, Labor Day kickoff show for Mercedes-Benz Stadium, right. Louisville versus Georgia Tech. Shout out to Louisville. Go ahead and win in that home opener. <laughs> it was home game for us, baby, because I'm, I'm in Atlanta. I'm surprised it only took two hours and 35 minutes for you to get to that. So me and Harry Lyles were walking around the stadium, and we're talking about games uh, for the weekend. And I looked at Harry Lyles, and I said, hey, I'm picking Duke to beat Clemson. Because we were also at that game last year at Mercedes-Benz Stadium mm-hmm. when Clemson played Georgia Tech, and they kind of started slow. But but when it came to the quarterback matchup, yeah, I love what I've seen from Riley Leonard last year. And I thought if he could just build off of that, scouts are going to drool over him. Okay. And the unknown of Kay Klubnick was still unknown for me. And then seeing him early in that ball game last night and how shaky he was – it just didn't look right for me okay. to choose Clemson just because they've been Clemson okay. over a team with a strong quarterback in Duke and Riley Leonard. Okay. Well, put it this way. No matter what Duke thought about themselves, no matter what Clemson thought about themselves, 
The bottom line is Clemson didn't get it done. Nope. And the way they did not get it done was anti-Clemson-like, anti-Dabble Sweeney-like, and led Dabble Sweeney to say, man, am I disappointed. Oh, man, they're all they're all disappointing. Um, you know, I mean, I, 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 every loss I've ever had is disappointing. Right. Um, I, I, they're all they're all disappointing. Okay. Nobody, we hate to lose. You know, certainly, we got it. This is uh, a, a bad way to start, and, right. and um, you know, again, they're, they're a good football team. Yes, we, they we're are. not entitled to win. We got to go earn it, and, sure. and we had plenty of opportunity to to get control of that game on multiple yeah. occasions, and we just right. didn't. But it's disappointing. Yeah, it's completely disappointing. Very, and like I just mentioned earlier, Freddie. When it comes to Clemson the last few years, the inconsistency from the quarterback position, mm-hmm. and we can't just ignore the fact that Brent Venables is no longer there as the, as the defensive coordinator. Right Now, even though I thought that defense last night when they were put in some bad situations, they figured things out and they gave the Clemson Tigers an opportunity to win that football game. Mm-hmm. But when you see some of the things that transpired last night, the field goal kicker missing two field goals and one of them getting blocked, and you're inside the tight red zone, inside the five-yard line, and you have the turnovers. I understand players play the game, mm-hmm. but as a coach, I'm going to look at, okay, what what could I, I have done better as a coach to get this team prepared to play Duke? Because right. you see, I just said it on College Football Live in August. Mm-hmm. If if it's one thing Clemson better not do is take the, the Duke Blue Devils lightly. Okay. And I just didn't think they played their best game. All right. But for a team in the ACC that's been so dominant over the years, when I the reason why I bring up that transfer portal is because I look at Florida State. And it wasn't too long ago when we were talking about Mike Norvell and is he the guy for mm-hmm. Florida State. But when you utilize, the, utilize that transfer portal and it helps your team jump, right. they're fourth in the rankings today. Fourth in the rankings. And now everyone's talking about Florida State. Right. And then everyone is mentioning Clemson about can they still do it or, or, or has things surpassed them? Uh, it's the dynasty over in Europe. Yeah. Paul Feinbaum thinks so. Is it for me? Yes. Okay. The dynasty's not over for me because I still wonder if Clemson was ever a dynasty. Oh, that's a good one. I still wonder that. Alabama, you want to say Alabama dynasty? No doubt in my mind with Nick Saban. You want to say USC was a dynasty in the early 2000s? You'll sway me on that okay, one. Okay, let's 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 substitute the dynasty for dominance. Is like the, the dominance over? Then yes, it's yes. definitely over. Because they they were dominant in, in, in those years mm-hmm. and those defensive lines and the quarterback position. I'm looking at the quarterbacks in the ACC, right? Right. And Drake I can May mention North I can mention three guys before I even get to Cade Clubman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, Drake May, North Carolina, mm-hmm. Jordan Travis, Florida State, and mm-hmm. Riley Leonard at Duke. Before yeah. you even mention yeah. Clemson, so how are you going to compete on a national level for yeah. a national championship? And in your own conference, we're talking about three quarterbacks ahead of your own. You can even put Brendan Armstrong in North Carolina State, the Virginia transfer over yep. here. No doubt yeah, about because that. Because he, he had a solid game one. Yeah, he, and he's back with his, with his offensive coordinator that he had two years ago Absolutely. when he balled out at Virginia. And yeah, we'll see that guy balling out again in North Carolina State now yep. that he's in situations that are familiar to him compared <laughs> to not saying Tony Elliott was not familiar, but the kind of offense he was running was not conducive to the skill set when it comes to Brendan Armstrong, who's going to find that once again at North Carolina State. Either way, the man they call that boy, Dabo, got a lot to think about going into the rest of the regular season. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us on Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. And we're going to have a chance to find out from you and Harry, your worst airplane stories. Boy, does Harry have a good one.
and we know you do too. Your worst airplane stories at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Harry travels every week for college game day on social media. And boy, did he have some ugh, about those airplane stories. Let us know yours at 888-729-3776 and be heard on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. He's Harry Douglas. And- Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu. Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. Tune in and tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Who is this? Who is this? Song Foo was. Fighters. The best of you. This Dave re- Grohl and the Foo Fighters. This reminds me of some of my buddies. Yeah. <laughs> dude, let's go get stoned, dude. I don't let's, think they do that to the, the best of you by the Foo Fighters anymore. Let's go get stoned, dude. I don't think they do that to the best of you by the Foo Fighters hey, anymore. Yes, they do. <laughs> let's go do it, dude. They still do this? Let's go do it, dude. Uh, yeah? <laughs> what, what dudes are you hanging out with and are still doing that? Let's go do it, dude. What, are you hanging with Beavis and Butthead from the 90s now? <laughs> doing the whole thing with their fingers above their head? <laughs> Knocking their head against the wall? <laughs> Look, Beavis and Butthead used to... <laughs> it was the craziest show, yeah. but it used to make me laugh. I never watched Beavis and Butthead. Like it, it, it was, it was the craziest show, man. But just some of the things they used to say, I used to, <laughs> dude, fire, fire. I dude, can't tell how many dude, times dude. I, I, I was teaching kids, substitute teacher, who would say that in class. I wanted to strangle all of them. You know what else I used to watch? What's that? Uh, Howard Stern. Oh, really? Yeah, I used to watch Howard Stern. And, 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 <laughs> like the late night TV show on the weekends. I got a confession. I got a confession. Oh, you're confessing. You already confessed Beavis and Butthead. I used to watch Howard Stern because he used to have people on there. Uh-huh. Um, and they used to remove things. So I used to, you know, try to see through the little glossy, th- you know, the little squiggly things that they put up when. Got it. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, I, I, was, that ki- I was that kid. <laughs> hey, <laughs> at least I'm honest about it. Yes, you, know, you are. Some people. They Go ju- Cox! They ju- oh, whoa. <laughs> whoa. That was aggressive. That, that was, was aggressive. That was, reminded me of this weekend. Pause. <laughs> Pause. Seriously. Pause is right. <laughs> Hammer the pause button <laughs> as far as that goes. But how, how, Howard Stern was like very interesting to me. Yeah. I met Howard Stern. I'll, I'll give this story real quick. I met Howard Stern because a guy that he knew when I covered Marist College football, Marist College Athletics in Poughkeepsie, New York. Mm-hmm. He used to work at the same gym as one of the Marist defensive tackles. And they got a chance to know each other when, they, when, when he lived in New Jersey. I'm, Harry, I'm covering the football game. And I said, God, that looks like Howard Stern. But what in the hell is he doing here in Poughkeepsie, <laughs> New York, at a Marist College football game? So being me, I walked up to him, and he explained the whole story and everything like that. So I'm working for a local news station. I said, it's okay if I ask you for an interview. I may be out of pocket. I'm just here to watch him and everything like that. But he says, but I'll take a picture with you. So I have a picture of me and Howard Stern. Dang, I'm jealous. I, I, I of all people. I used to watch Howard Stern. Like, I'm jealous now. Yeah. I, I mean, I could not believe that. People don't realize he's like, he's been like an NBA shooting guard. He's like 6'6". Oh, I didn't know he was that tall. He's 6'6". He's got like the, the white boy fro. 
Oh, I, I didn't know. Curly he, hair I now. definitely didn't know he was that yeah, tall. Yeah, Howard Stern, yeah, he can't play a lick of basketball. Howard Stern had some pull too, man. That's why I used to tune what in. Mean, what do you mean had? Still does. Man, listen, that's why I used to tune in. Boy, look at Howard. Who we got on this show today? Yeah, look, Howard did not mind. You know how your mama get your boy get back from so close to the TV before it mess up your vision. <laughs> I'm right there, eyes <laughs> wide open. Two or three inches from a TV. Eyes wide open. <laughs> wide open. We're going to get to your airplane, worst airplane stories at 888-729-3776. And it's based on Harry travels back and forth. He's on planes all the time. He lives in Atlanta. He, tra- he travels at the first take in New York. He's traveling here today, part of the ESPN radio. First class, Brand too. new lineup at first class as well. well. Ain't God good? Yeah, but I'm hoping he's never had one of these because a Delta Airlines flight, speaking of Atlanta, going from Atlanta to Barcelona on Friday, it's forced to turn around because a passenger had a case of diarrhea. Oh, Lord, on the airplane. Yeah, on an airplane. 336 passengers were on board. They were forced to turn around over central Virginia. They called it a biohazard issue. And he said this person's issue made it all the way through the airplane, and they had to go back to Atlanta. So what exactly happened? I think we got a pretty good idea what happened. He boo-booed himself, or she. I, I... And, and, and he decided to spread the love. Like he purposely? No, not purposely, no. Just things, get, things literally got away from him or her. Oh, man, he needs some Imodium. Oh, my goodness. On it set all over the airplane? Apparently, it, according to them, had diarrhea all the way through the airplane. That's why they turned around and go back to Atlanta. <laughs> I've heard of sharing the love. This goes beyond that. If, if Harry's on this plane, I know he's grabbing a parachute and he's jumping out the plane. I'd have been long gone by now. I'd have pulled a Sullenberger over so, like that back then. So you telling me no one on the plane tried to run from someone who had to run? <laughs> Put it this way. Would you want to get near a person like that that had that kind of issue? Oh, no. Oh, there you go. No, 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 no. Because I've had food poisoning before. Right. And, and once that diarrhea hit, when, 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 you, when, it's, hit, when huh? it's coming out of both places, you know, that's the worst. <laughs> when you're sitting down and then you got a trash can in front of you and, 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 and liquid coming out of both places, that's a bad, that's a bad place to be, bad space to be in. We're going to get his worst airplane story. We'll get yours at 888-729-3776. Whatever that is. And what New York Jets said this. I think we could be historical. Here's a hint. It was not Aaron Rodgers. That's next on Freddie and Harry. Run. Thank God do it. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast.